Hello, Wally. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable 187. Hey, welcome yourself, all to Sustainable 187, my long-time absent, now further away, chum. You're not where you were. No, I'm now here. Not You're there. now there. There, so, there was London Town, where yes. I've been for 13 years, and here is not London Town. I've gone about 15 miles away, but um, it, it feels like a whole different universe. Welcome to Sustainable. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, ain't we all? Yes. You will have to bear with me. I've forgotten how to speak because I don't do much of it anymore. I just sit here <laughs> and don't talk to people except the bloke in the shop who I thought was my friend, but it turns out he speaks to everyone the way he speaks to me. And that was a very sad thing when I realised that. I was in the queue waiting to talk to my friend in the shop and he was all like, yeah, on you go, mate. All right. How's your day been? All right. I was like, yeah, yeah. Good, thanks. And then I walked off and I just dallied a bit in the doorway and I heard him saying exactly the same thing in exactly the same voice to the person behind me in the queue. Pop it. Hey. Pop it. Look, maybe he doesn't think you're special, but I think you're special. Thanks, me and your mum. <laughs> there's, well, a, there's a two No, I'm not going to finish with. that sentence. No, okay, right. <laughs> Good. What are we talking about, Al? Well, I don't really know because you've you've gone all like clandestine and um, secret and, and other words that mean the same thing. You've you've gone and prepared this episode and explicitly told me not to, which frankly was brilliant because you know it's just one less thing I have to do. Well, but the, the end result the end result is the same, which is you haven't done the preparation. But this time, exactly, I'm, exactly, that's fine because I was ready for it. Yes. Well, look, here's the thing. Hooray! Your babble is back. Oh. Hooray, Hooray, indeed. Hooray, yes, good. Um, what's been happening? Well, a lot has been happening. There has been a lot of stuff. We last had an episode out uh, in the middle of August. We last actually were together at the end of July. That's kind of how long, because uh, we backed Whoa. up a lot of episodes. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, in that time, not only have you moved house and done very important things, um, and, you know, I've done some stuff as well, but you've basically uh, not been paying attention to anything. Yes? No, um... No, I haven't really. I mean, I've obviously, you know, I've been hugely busy. So my time on Twitter has been limited to only about three hours of an evening. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, I, I have sort of missed out on a lot of stuff. Yes. Because, and this might come as news to, you know, anyone, but uh, it came as news to me. Moving home is tiring and, and time consuming. And... Um, uh, yeah, I, I am exhausted, yeah. completely exhausted and surrounded by my own absolute pile of junk. I know it's a cliche. I know it's a cliche that everyone moves and goes, I can't believe I've got so much stuff. But I can't believe I've got so much stuff. There's you banging so stuff, so Dave. Would this be the same old who thinks consumption is terrible and people have too many things and why can't we all just sit in the grass and play with the daisies and wouldn't that keep us happy? And what it turns out <laughs> is that you have got a massive amount of tat. Yeah. Downsize yeah. it. Well, I just can't throw anything away. Uh, we have got the, the exciting thing about where we now live is that there are stairs and an upstairs at the top of the stairs, even better. <laughs> and then there's like another which, upstairs above that, which is the there loft. As well. yeah. yeah, and it's the loft. And I was on the, I heard on the radio the other day someone say, "Look, a loft 
is just to skip on top of your house. And I agree, and it's wonderful. I think they meant that in a sort of pejorative sense. I, I think it's brilliant. So I am shoving all of my shit up there and watching the ceiling sort of sag under its pressure. Uh, but it's wonderful. Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> now! Throw it away. This has been a long introduction, hasn't it, all? So, we're going to do... We haven't done any of the usual <laughs> this stuff. Is, this isn't how the podcast really works, is it? It's not just really? us kind of catching up. No, but, <laughs> but that's all right, isn't it? To, to hell with routine and discipline, all. Um, to hell with it. We're going to do... We are going to do a what the hell has been happening quiz. Do you want to do a what the hell has been happening quiz, all? Absolutely, 100% yes. Now... Here's the rules of what the hell has been happening quiz. The rules of what the hell has been happening quiz are this. A lot of things that have been happening are good. There have been some good things happening. A lot of things Balls. that have... No, well... Balls, Dave. True. But also, I grant you, a lot of things that have been happening are bad. Not so yes. good. Yes, I've been paying attention enough to notice that a lot of things that have been happening are bad. But... Uh, that hasn't passed me The by. world does not need... The world does not need any more misery in it. There is enough misery out there there is enough moping and mayhem to do babbles for years we don't want to do that we don't want to give you that we want to give you fun and lots of laughter so the rule of what the hell has been happening quiz is i'm going to give you questions you can answer them how you want ideally correctly but you are not allowed to be miserable or pessimistic even if the story that i'm asking you about is bad news you have to find the silver lining in everything Sometimes it'll be have easy. You met, have you met me? <laughs> yes, I have. I've came very, very close to you once. Do you remember? Um, well, yes, but, you know, that was pre-COVID. <laughs> Everything was different then. It was. Um, All right, I, I accept your challenge. I, I, I can rise to this particular provocation quite easily. I, I will be determinedly cheery despite everything and every Bring time it. every time you get a point for every correct answer and you get a point taken off for every unoptimistic unpositive thing that you say so to be clear i am allowed to be pessimistic arabella is allowed oh, to be pessimistic oh, what a surprise but what you a surprise ain't. before any of that should we do the usual disclaimer which we probably should have done about half an hour ago oh yes please Shall I go? Or yes. do you want to go? I do say something. That would be useful. We do work for environment charities. So if you have got any problems with anything Dave says or anything I say, take it up with us, not with the people for whom we work. All right. All right. Let's get on with what the hell has been happening quiz. What the hell has been happening quiz. Now, there are a number of questions and we will get through them, uh, perhaps. So, uh, remember, your objective is not to be pessimistic, no matter what. Even if it is bad news, you lose a point for every time you're pessimistic and you gain a point for every correct answer. Yes? Got it. Right, good. Question... Can I call you Anne? What? I'm going to call you Anne. Anne what? Elephant. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Right, there's my stern look. Here's my stern look. It's one for the uh, webcam, webcam viewers. Right, yeah. question number one. Who has said, oh, who has said that it's all downhill from 2030? It's all downhill from 2030. Um, Eddie the Eagle? <laughs> is, he still, is he still a thing? Now, for younger listeners, 
We're going to have to back up a bit here. <laughs> that is, anyone under the age of 50. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you explain all, perhaps through the, in a very simple way, in a way that won't turn people off, who Eddie the Eagle Edwards is, was, was, is? Is he alive? Dead? Yeah, he's still alive, yeah, yeah. Which well, is amazing when you I think mean, about I, it. But yeah. I think we all remember the 1988 Calgary Winter Olympics, or was it 86? Uh, they have the Summer Olympics in 88, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. So I think it must have been 86, uh, Winter Olympics in Calgary. And Eddie the Eagle Edwards was a ski jumper from Britain who didn't really do ski jumping very well, but he captured the hearts of the nation. That's the thing. Like That is why everything is actually fine, because at the moment everything's so shit that we as Brits can kind of latch onto that and go, oh, yeah, but we're Brits, so everything being shit is fine that is the that's that's the spirit with which we engage with eddie the shit ski jumper eagle right so you lose a point for being pessimistic about uh eddie the eagle edwards there uh, you said he was shit at ski jumping yeah but he was but i was i'm also saying that he that's why he was brilliant and we loved him and we got all excited about it we weren't interested in uh you know all the kind of honed and skillful german and swiss and american and canadian technicians of the sport we wanted an absolute nut job to hurl himself down a slope at very high speed in an ill-advised fashion totally unprepared and sort of do badly but not die yeah i, I would say it's the ski jumping equivalent of mr blobby doing it but then you'd have to look at then we'd have to explain who mr blobby is and frankly no one yeah, is gonna be- no one is gonna believe that so let's move on <laughs> <laughs> No, not Eddie the Eagle Edwards are. Who else has said it's all downhill from 2030? Would you like a clue? Um, is it Xi Jinping? It is Xi Jinping. Who he all? He's the boss of China. Is the like, boss of big China. Big boss. And thus Big, us. big boss yes. of China and the universe <laughs> and everybody's destiny. That's right. And, well, since you know all about this story, would you like to explain a bit more what's happened? I don't think I really do know all about it. Uh, I'm aware that it's a very big deal, but beyond that, I haven't really read much about it. Uh, But this is China saying they're going to be net zero, I think, from 2060. Is that what they said? Yes, correct. Yeah. You're not Uh, getting any more points for this, but yes. Come on. And that is a big deal. That is a big deal. Uh, it's obviously not soon enough, but it is significantly oh, oh, sooner than... Oh, what? Pessimism. That's not pessimistic. That's not pessimistic. I'm saying it's a big deal. It's significantly sooner than it was uh, going to be. I'm not sure they had a net zero target before. Um, and presumably the 2030 bit is saying that is when our emissions will peak. There will be no more soaring Chinese emissions beyond 2030. It's all downhill from there. Look how well you have started what the hell has been happening quiz. You're getting an extra point for that. I'm going to give you two points for not only getting the question right, but getting literally everything I know about it right. Very good. (laughs) No, that's all good. No, no, it is a big deal. Um, uh, Yes, uh, that's it. And what I think is very interesting also about it is it allows nobody ever in the world ever, particularly not big orange Inhofe type people, to say... Dale Winton. What's the point of us? What about China? What about China? Why should we do something to whatever? Why should we put a potato up the end of our cars? What about China? I can't say that now because China is putting a potato up the end of its car. China, 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 I love them. 
China. China? China. 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 I have to have my China. 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 Hey, Ol, I've got a question for you. How come when our government says we're going to be net zero by 2050, everyone, including probably you, says you're a bunch of bastards, you're not doing things quick enough, it's a disgrace, how dare you? And then when the Chinese say they're going to do it by 2060, everyone says that's amazing. Come here, Mr. Xi Jinping. I want to kiss you on the face in a COVID secure way. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, I think the answer to that is because they didn't have like a starting point, right, of kind of we're going to be net zero by 2070 or 2080 or something. This isn't like an incremental change. It's massive. But more to the point, China's emissions are, I think, more than the US and the EU combined. Pretty big. I think now. I don't know if that's right, but like, let's say it is. Maybe. maybe um, I think I've read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, they're certainly the world's biggest emitter and it's like even more than you basically even more than me and what china does kind of determines to a large extent whether we get out of this with you know a few otters left and a few people left uh or not so yeah big deal but like I'm, i think it's legit to go cool do it sooner like 2060 is cool and significant and maybe makes us a little bit optimistic that maybe we might be able to kind of get somewhere near some of these targets but that's not good, good enough do it sooner also i just hate i just hate the uk government like uh, a lot more i don't really know anything about the chinese government so you hate uh, and i'm terrified of the you know prospect of the, the 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 chinese overlords of the future listening to everything anything i say and, and weighing down on me in a in a fairly unpleasant way yes, so i can, I can see why mainly why i can see why you would be particularly concerned about that you are however going to lose a point for saying you hate the uk government which is not yeah, the okay, spirit or the tone that we want in what the hell has uh, been happening point of order though that's not pessimistic that's just <laughs> petty Question number two in What the Hell Has Been Happening quiz. Do you understand the rules of What the Hell Has Been Happening quiz now, Ol? I think so. I think I understood them at the beginning. Good. Okay, fine. We'll then act accordingly. Question number two. <laughs> Who says that every home in the UK should be powered by a rice pudding? Ah, I know this one too. Ah, go on. And I don't think they really said this, but this is Bojo. This is Boris. Uh, wind power couldn't blow the skin off a rice pudding. Johnson. That's right. Johnson, indeed. Yes. So uh, how much do you know about exactly what he said here? I think, so seven years ago, I think, he wrote an article in which he said, like, wind turbines couldn't blow the skin off a rice pudding, which is a classic Johnsonian flourish. Oh. Um, shall I, and... I say, I'll say the thing, what an Inhofe, what an Inhofe-y thing that was to do. You're an Inhofe for doing that. We did put him in Inhofe Corner yes. at one point as well, I think for saying there was snow on his flower pot. That was before he was in charge. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, it's just Johnson, isn't it? Like, uh, I think if the last few years have taught us anything it's that he just says whatever comes into his head rather than whatever what he actually believes who knows what he believes but this is a man who wrote two versions of his letter right about i either do passionately want to stay in the eu or don't passionately want to stay in the eu like this is a man who doesn't care about the content so yeah when you know when it suited him he said that wind power was rubbish and now he's just announced something that was already announced in the conservative manifesto but he said it in a 
bit of his speech uh, to the Tory party conference where no one was at because it was on Zoom because Covid. And he said, we're going to have loads more wind power. And everyone went, yay. You heard me right. Your kettle, your washing machine, your cooker, your heating, your plug-in electric vehicle, a whole lot of them will get their juice cleanly and without guilt from the breezes that blow around these islands. Were you, were you hoping I'd paid less attention than this? Uh, yeah, I have given you the two largest bits of news, so well done for, okay. well done for knowing them. Um, yeah, no, that is, that is good. And um, So other things he said, um, he said that, this is amazing, it's spe- I mean, like you say, Johnsonian flourish, right? So he said, it was offshore wind, he said, that puffed the sails of Drake, Raleigh and Nelson. That's what he said. So which the answer is wind. Wind, yes. <laughs> ob- yes, obviously. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, though, does it, Mr. Johnson, in that, in that context? Um, and, but yeah, he's promised that every home will be powered by a uh, offshore wind turbine by the year, again, 2030. Now, friend of the babble, Dale Vince, go back and listen to episode 46 oh, for our chat with friend of the babble, Dale Vince, boss of Ecotricity. Um, he says uh, he's a bit less, bit less optimistic, um, but you're not allowed to read what he says because you're, you know, I have to tell you what it is. Um, and what he basically says, if I could paraphrase the 400 words I've got here, is that's bollocks. Um, <laughs> but what he, what he actually says is it sounds big and bold, and to a degree it is, but it's only a 30% increase in the target we already have. And wouldn't it be a good idea if you actually allowed us to put wind turbines on the land where we could do it much cheaper instead of being all ideological about it because a very, very small minority of people with land go, blah, 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 that thing is startling my warthogs. So is that <laughs> is that still a thing then that the the Tories won't let people put turbines on the land? Is Correct. that still a thing in England? Are you yes. sure that's still at a thing? at least according to friend of the babble Dale Vince? I thought they'd sort of changed that. I thought they'd got rid of the planning restrictions or said they were going to or something. Don't know. Uh, Neither of us know. No. Neither of us know. But maybe, I, the, I maybe they did. But the, calm uh, down on that. Well, the friend of the babble, Dale Vince, makes an awful lot of money in principle out of putting onshore wind turbines everywhere, and he says they banned it. So, so he, 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 you'd think he'd know. You'd hope yeah. he'd know. I think the people in this country have had enough of experts. Bonus point, all. Please. Uh, good. You are currently on two. I didn't hear any significant pessimism. This is your yellow card, by the way. If you're starting to veer towards pessimism, you should get a yellow card. Uh, when you make... Yeah, yeah. Got a yellow card. I just took one of my post-it notes off the wall there when you weren't looking. Um, yes. Oh, you're such a <laughs> works for an environment charity. Cliche. I'm back. Look at I'm you. back. Look oh. at your wall. I've had six oh, months. Of, six months of that wall being covered in tears. And now I'm back. That was good. Now you're it? back with your post-it notes, your clusters of ideas. Clusters. You think Rhino is unprisoned. Look at my your, clusters. Your hexagon of aims is all over the shop. Shut up and listen, right? <laughs> Bonus point. Uh, so, uh, what animal friend of the babble has Boris been standing up for? Ooh. Um, gosh. Standing up for an animal? Mm, has he? Friend of the recent friend of the babble. Pangolin? Yes, correct. Oh! Bonus point. Oh, yes. Uh, go back and listen to episode. Uh, hey, I'll, I've totally forgotten all the episode numbers. 
This think, is interesting. Yeah. Maybe this is a, a little known side effect of COVID. Have you had COVID with apparently no other <laughs> symptoms apart from losing the capacity to remember Babel episodes? I just haven't thought about this wretched podcast for about two months. It's been <laughs> splendid. Episode 173, the internet says, um, is our episode all about pangolins. A very good episode, if I say so ourselves. Um, Arabella, what did Boris Johnson have to say about the pangolin? Consider the pangolin that scaly mammalian miracle of evolution boasting a prehensile tongue that is somehow attached to its pelvis. I don't believe any of us would choose to bequeath a planet on which such a wonderfully bizarre little creature is as unfamiliar to future generations as dinosaurs and dodos are to us today. Great. What's he, what's he doing about it? Well, as, as, as Comptact has pointed out, what the hell are you doing about it? Um, to which the right. answer is not much. In his defence, pangolins ain't really his problem. Uh, you know, we don't control pangolins. Part and we have pretty, we've got laws against yeah. the pangolins already. What he was doing was talking at the United Nations uh, big old biodiversity meeting. What was going on? Where he announced, as well as saying how much he likes a pangolin, taking up half his time banging on about pangolin, he announced that a third of UK land is going to be protected for nature. Um, that's an announcement that he made to which environmentalists basically said what do you mean by that because like you're supposed to be protecting something like 23 percent of land already and you ain't look here at this desecration of stuff oh hang on a minute yeah i read i did i did read a thing about this so that that includes things like existing national parks where uh like triple si's are inside those parks and that all sort of counts. So, so there's gonna basically he's gonna increase a number which is currently twenty three to a number which is like thirty three maybe or thirty or something. I don't know. But people were saying, well, hang on a minute. In that twenty three, a lot of that land is like shit, and it shouldn't be shit. Uh, and so, can you not just kind of increase the number? Can you do something to make it less shit? And he said, piffle waffle, pangolin, rice pudding, blah blah blah, COVID, Donald Trump, ouch. Good. That's you losing a point there for some pessimism about Boris Johnson. Oh, back down. I keep forgetting about this. I can't. <laughs> back down. <laughs> back down to two. I can't remember rules. Well, this is the, all you have to do is every time. I don't have a real job because, <laughs> like, if I had a real job, I'd have to remember rules, but I, I can't. No, indeed. Um, that's why you're going around licking people and the streets of wherever it is you've moved to now, is it? Because you just will not keep that information in your head. Don't <laughs> lick people in the face, particularly at the moment. Oh, definitely not where you now live. They will not take... No, although they live Dems around here, so maybe they will. Right. Question number three in what the hell has been happening quiz. Um, You're currently on two points. What item that sucks no longer sucks? This is the momentous news that the Babel won it. It's the Babel. Finally. What won it? Yes. Again. Yes. Very good. Straws. Straws. You can't sell plastic straws anymore. And you can't sell those little things you've... stick in your ear and uh something else but mainly plastic straws we are saved we are saved <laughs> yeah um go back and listen to episode 101 oh now does that no. seem no it's a good one uh, when we talked about plastic straws and does that seem to you like a very long time ago Seems to me like a very long time ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can't remember it. So it is yes. about three years ago, right? And that was when the government first started saying, like, 
oh, we really take this environmental crisis very, very seriously. We're going to urgently leap into action and we're going to ban what we got what's that this one of these gonna ban one of these (laughs) what is it it's a straw minister we're gonna ban this straw what else uh and that's taken three years to happen it has now come into effect you can now not get plastic straws i don't think unless you need them some people do need them i bet that's bollocks well yes Go on, uh, go on. You've uh, lost the point. No, there. sorry, no, no, no. I don't bet that's no, bollocks. No, I no. bet that's one hundred percent true. I bet that's completely true because I have total <laughs> faith in in all things being good forever. <laughs> Back down to two points. There, oh, four point seven oh. billion plastic straws are used every year, apparently, and now there will be far fewer of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, the only question about this is what the hell has taken you that long, and where the hell is everything else? Where is that deposit return scheme? we were promised. Do you remember the sexy, shall I play the sexy deposit return scheme music? Oh, oh yeah, stick it on. Yes, what is a deposit return scheme music old playing for? What is it? It's like a vending machine, but in reverse. Yes. Vending machine chucks nice bottles of Coca-Cola at you. Deposit return scheme, you chuck used bottles of Coca-Cola back at vending machine type mm. thing. Get money for it. Mm. And the idea is that it incentivizes people to recycle their plastic bottles and other things. Now, got it in one hundred. <laughs> Minister, it takes time to do things now. <laughs> okay. So, oh, there was some prodigious, prodigious, this is not a question, but some magnificent sustainer battle, um, which I'm just going to get Arabella to tell us all about. So, Labour, uh, the party, you remember them? You remember the Labour Party? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Used to... Um, oh, no, I was going to say something pessimistic. Mm. Yes. Yes. I, I remember the Labour Party, and they were wonderful in the past, and they're wonderful now. Very good. Well, uh, Luke Pollard, who is the Shadow Secretary of State for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, he asked a perfectly reasonable question. I have question. no idea who Labour politicians are anymore. <laughs> like, I used to I used to know who all these people were, and used to sort of be a, a faintly astonished when I met people who didn't. And like you, I, when you said Luke Pollard, I was like, yeah, I think I went to school with him. And then I realised that was not who you meant. And, and it's apparently a very, very important politician. I mean, I just don't know anymore. No, well, uh, you're about to know him because he asked a wonderful question. He asked the perfectly reasonable question um, of the Secretary of State for Environment and Rural Affairs. He said, what discussions have you had with manufacturers of sanitary products on reducing the plastic content? of those products perfectly reasonable question right um and the answer he got was this cotton buds are recorded as a sanitary product and feature as a top 10 item recorded on some uk beaches so basically they they said they didn't the the only time they had said anything about the question at all was yeah yeah we are doing something about sanitary products because cotton buds is a sanitary product and we ban them that's outrageous. Yeah. That is completely outrageous. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's um, yeah, perfectly good sense. Uh, yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> Who's schadenfreude? Feels a bit silly now. Um, I've always liked Australia. <laughs> and... I've always liked Australians and I don't pretend to understand all the cultural nuances and I may in the past have misunderstood some of the things that former Prime Minister Tony Abbott said which which sounded a bit like he hated humanity uh, and all animal life but he clearly 
doesn't. And that's why the UK government has seen it fit to appoint him as a trade ambassador for the UK government. Um, not before, though, uh, it looked very much like they weren't going to appoint him as a trade ambassador for the UK government because some people were saying, and I obviously passed no judgment on this, but some people were saying he had been uh, misogynistic, homophobic and a climate denier um, and therefore wasn't a great person to be representing the UK abroad um, as it tries to negotiate trade deals and, and all that sort of thing. And I mean, some people said that given that the person who was appointing him was Minister for Women and Equalities, it, it potentially wasn't a compatible appointment. Um, but again, I pass no judgment on that. Anyway, uh, everyone got very excited about the prospect of somebody who was lined up for this job being told, actually, you can't have it. And, um, you know, some podcasts started going, Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude. And then it turned out he got the job anyway, which I think is splendid. Uh, yes, pretty much. Yeah, you haven't actually answered the question, but uh, but yes, no, very good. Uh, I have answered the question. Well, the question was, whose Schadenfreude looks a bit silly now? To which the answer is, no, yours. Well, oh, yeah, mine. <laughs> ours, ours more, more specifically. Um, yes, Tony Abbott. So back in episode 23A, we had, uh, I went round your house, we had a curry and some beers, and we did an episode just basically laughing for 25 minutes. I remember that. Yeah. That was in my bedroom. It was very much your bedroom, yes. And mm. uh, we had a little chuckle about Tony Abbott, who at that point was, at that point, Ol, was the world's biggest, most powerful Inhofe at that point. The world has... Simpler times. The world has... Simpler times. Changed. He has been appointed, you're almost right, not an ambassador. He's been appointed an advisor to the Board of Trade, which is basically means he's going to be advising on trade policy. Uh, but that is basically correct. And yes, and uh, loads of people said, you're a git, he's a git, what are you doing giving a job to that git? And um, Boris Johnson said, we like this git. Now it may be that a tipping point will be reached soon and that the world might start to warm rapidly. But so far... Reality has stubbornly refused to conform to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's computer modelling. You ever mention that name in front of me, that filthy piece of toe rag? Okay, right, good. Next question in what the hell has been happening quiz. Oh, who? What's my score? Uh, your score is currently, it's either two or three, I can't remember. Um, three. Let's call it three. Uh, because I'm fairly confident that pretty soon you're going to lose it. So, next question. Who thinks the moonshot should be somewhat closer to home? I don't know. I don't know the answer to okay, this, no. Uh, the correct answer is not friend of Babel, but we would very much like to be friend of Babel. Sir David Attenborough. And uh, next king in line after the king that is in line, oh, Prince William. Yeah. Now, they have joined forces to launch what they hope will become the Nobel Prize for environmentalism, except they might actually give it to some women. Um, <laughs> actually, well, the Nobel Prize, I think, have just given the, the, the first time they've jointly awarded it to two women. So that's an achievement, isn't it? Um, well played them. Well played them. Um, they, so, yeah, so they're looking for 50 solutions to the world's gravest environmental problems, and they're going to get a million pounds each, and they'll be doling that out over the next decade. And it doesn't have to be like inventing a whizzy thing. It can be anything. It could be, for example, the babble. That's, I mean... <laughs> 
That's the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> That's great. What would you do if, if, if Sir David Attenborough and Prince William knocked on the door of your new Babel recording suite and said, oh, hello, uh, we're here to give you a million pounds. What, uh, do something with it. What, what, what would we do with it? Uh, I'd replace the laptop, which is currently making an, a worryingly loud noise uh, as I use a very, very simple piece of software to record this. So that would be... Well, that would be less than a million so there's still be some left over for some m&ms uh, obviously the peanut the peanut ones yeah. uh maybe a babble party i tell you what as it's a million pounds we'll put enough money behind the bar for the first 10 people to have half a pint so we've got five earth shots per year for 10 years so that's basically tackling climate nature air oceans and waste and we through a number of panels and experts, we all agree that this very was good. Uh, yes, that's what it is. It's called the Earthshot Prize, hence the hence the moonshot. So they said, actually, never mind, oh, never mind moonshot. What we need is an Earthshot, and I think it's great. And would you like a bonus question about Sir David Attenborough? Do you think it's great? Because I saw, I did Ooh. see. Now that I know what you're talking careful about, careful now. I did see Ca- it, careful now. Well, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not presenting my opinion. I did see. Uh, you know, some people on. You know, angry on the internet, you know the types, uh, saying we know what the answers are. Uh, it's like end capitalism and stuff and uh, uh, put all the fossil fuel companies out of business. Can I have my million pounds, please? Um, <laughs> well, the, did you, well, this is so... Let did, me ask you the... Bo- how did you feel? Well, the bonus point question I was going to ask you was um, who is it has also said we need to smash capitalism? This is David Ashborough. Right. I think this is good. I, I, I thought this was so good. I took to Twitter and said... <laughs> This is good. There we are then. Blimey, and that's not usually what you use Twitter for, is it? Al? No, no. I don't. It's very unusual saying going on Twitter and saying something is good when it's not like the thing that your employers pay you to say is good. Um, uh, and yeah, I went on Twitter and I saw this and I thought that is brilliant. Like, I mean, it's yeah. He said it's not, he's, he's not. He's not exactly saying smash capitalism he i think he was talking about excess capitalism and i mean I'd, i would be genuinely interested to see what his definition of excess capitalism is as opposed to just capitalism but the point is david attenborough is saying the excesses that the capitalist system has brought us uh, have got to be curbed somehow uh, that doesn't mean to say that capitalism is dead but and i'm not an, eco- an economist and i don't know but I, I b- believe that the, the nations of the world, the ordinary people worldwide, are beginning to realise that greed is, does not actually lead to, to, to joy. Talking to friend of the Babel, Liz Bonin, I understand. Yes, talking to friend of the Babel, Liz Bonin. Go back and listen to episode 93 for more Dave, with Liz Bonin. Yes. Do you worry that all of these people we've spoken to are going off and starting up green podcasts that, like, the BBC have. Because when we started, Mm. there weren't really any green podcasts and they all came onto our podcast and talked about stuff. And I I can't help noticing, Dave, that there are more green podcasts about and some of them are, like, on the BBC and stuff and that means they're probably going to have a bit more money and potentially a bit more reach than this one. And I'm worried... And the babble is better than everything. 
And what are we going to do about well, it? Well, firstly, they're all going to be really earnest and boring, and you won't want to listen to any of them because they'll all just say everything is terrible. And here's the thing: here's some technical solutions that we've got. A, B. If you want to do anything about that, you can go to www.patreon.com/sustainababble, and you can is help. This message out. directed to Prince William and, and David Attenborough. Yeah, if you have a spare million pounds sloshing about in your bank account, Sir David Lord Attenborough, and you want to bung it in our direction, go to Patreon, uh, find us on there, and please do chip in a quid or two to help us with the running costs of this esteemed organ and if enough people do it there won't be no other green podcast hole we shall be the one surviving monopoly podcast everybody will listen to the babble and they will say what a cheery pair (coughs) Uh, Ernie (coughs) Uh, tell me how do I look with your eyes Bert Okay, last question in what the hell has been happening quiz. Um, I want you to think very carefully about the answer to this question. You're currently on two points. Uh, So, that's what you've got. You didn't, yeah, or maybe three. What do you want, two or three? Three? You can have three. 17, obviously. You can have three. Failing that, three. I'm fairly confident this isn't going to get to the end of the show without you um, losing those points. Um, So, what orange figure that's been in the news over the last wee while um, has caused a lot of confusion um, Donald Trump oh I'm afraid that's not right oh but what was the confusion you were thinking about uh, well confusion about like whether or not he still had COVID yes. and stuff. What, what's your general view on, on Donald Trump have you heard him talking about um, for example how his blood is the vaccine and that that's the reason he's been able to fight off coronavirus because he is full of antidotes have you heard that yep yeah what do you think about that uh, well it's, it's nice to hear someone speaking so positively I think <laughs> he believes in himself um, doesn't he Exactly, he backs himself. And, you know, 2020 has not been a year of positivity. So it's nice. It's just nice to hear someone very much seeing the situation in a cup half full kind of way. (laughs) What do you think about his views on climate change, Al? I think it's. I think it's excellent that his views on climate change are largely ignored by all of the sort of mayors of cities and states and stuff, uh, governors of states who are just sort of cracking on with it, d- despite him. This is very, well done. It's only taken 45 minutes and you've got the hang of what the hell has it. been happening, Quiz. Um, anyway, this question is not about Donald Trump, but well done anyway for playing oh. along. Um, no, uh, so the, the question is, which orange item something has been causing figure you yes, said figure. figure has been causing confusion um i can reframe the question for you the question should is it the sun has the sun been confusing everybody again uh it, it, go on well sometimes it's there and it's all sunny and then suddenly you look up and the sky's just all like gray and you think that's not a cloud that's just the sky it's all it's all just all sort of whitey gray where's the sun gone Do you mean night and then Do you and, mean night and then and, no, because it's not whitey grey at night, then it's blacky grey. But during the day, it's like whitey grey sometimes, and there's no sun, and that's very confusing. <laughs> no, it's not the sun either, but I'm going to give you an extra half a point uh, for that answer, what made me chuckle. Now, the question is, who thinks pumpkins aren't food? Um, Cinderella? Uh <laughs> Right, yes, no. Uh, the correct answer to who thinks pumpkins aren't food is most of us. 
Most of us think that pumpkins what? are not food. 42%. Only <laughs> f- only 42% of the UK... It's got to be true. Only 42%. Only 42% of the UK public all, as reported by the Checks Link Guardian, um, uh, 42%, only 42%. I love, the, I love the idea you needed to check which news source you'd been to. <laughs> well, I wonder where I got this one. Only 42% of the UK public thinks that pumpkins are edible. Oh, <laughs> that can't be true. It's true. Twenty. That can't, that, no, that can't be true because it must have been. The question must have been: Hey, member of the public, do you think pup, pumpkins are inedible? And as anyone who does polls will tell you, like that's kind of quite suggestive framing, and so more people will say yes to that than if you said something different. So it must be that because that can't be true. Forty-two uh, percent, only forty-two percent, realise that the fleshy innards of a pumpkin are edible and what did they think it was for well they think it's for putting a bloody candle in and making a shape a picture of boris johnson in and putting it in your garden to frighten the neighbors that's what they think it's for over half the point the, the point of the story is that over half of the pumpkins that people buy and pointlessly pointlessly carve out and empty out and then over half Oi. over half Oi. Oh, pointless Oi. no i'm not having I'm not pointless. giving you that that is a nice thing it's fun it's fun to carve out a pumpkin like carve a little face into it with kids and like put the candles in and it's all like flickery and nice and it's kind of makes you think oh autumn it is primitive even though like nonsense. i remember i remember on was it halloween or was it the other one uh, around there I think it was Halloween, yeah. Uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago, it was 27 degrees. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's not feeling that autumnal, mm. but it's nice that we're kind of sweating our way to a carved pumpkin. Yes. Um, so over half of the pumpkins, what are going to be bought, are just going to be chucked in the bin without anyone eating them. How about that? Oh. Um, what do you think about that? What do you think about the UK uh, public and what they think about pumpkins? Um... Yeah, yeah, engages media training. How to bridge from difficult question onto key messages. Um, well, I I think that it's very important we don't treat the UK public as one homogenous group. And um, clearly, hang on, it must be there's, there must be a, like a corporate baddie. I can go. Clearly, the, uh, the 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 marketing powers behind Halloween has been. Uh, Training the minds, the, 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 the pliable minds. Last question What do you think of Paul Dacre? Cut. <sighs> well. Well done, me. Well done, you. Is all I have to say. You got zero points in the end. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Ah, that can't be. That's you used. Don't be ridiculous. You said the worst of all things about that lovely Paul Dacre, so you get all your points taken off. You were doing so well, oh, okay. so well up until that point. But I imagine you don't begrudge the loss of those points. No, not for saying that word about that man. You're tired. No. You're tired. I'm keeping you up, am I? Uh, no, but you know. I am tired. Uh, look, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much for all of the quizzing. Uh, and uh, I think that by the end of it, I had just about worked out the rules. This is why I don't win quizzes, because I only sort of catch on to how to do them 
on the like penultimate question and other people catch on sooner good well thank you very much Al, for taking part in what the hell has been happening quiz thank you very much Babel Army for bearing with us while we were off we are now back you can get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of the show can't they all they can drop us an email at hello at sustainybabble.fish got hiccups is fine they can find us on facebook just search sustainababble or on the twitter at the babble wagon correct uh thank you very much as ever to the wonderful dickie moore for the music that begins and ends and intertwinkles this podcast thank you to arthur stovall for designing our swanky logo that's on our swanky t-shirts that you can buy on our swanky website thank you to arabella uh, for so nobly reading out quite a lot of some eco-guff, some not eco-guff, but just stuff generally. Uh, is there anyone else I'm supposed to thank at this juncture? I no, I think, that's, I think that's all no, the thanks done. Um, it, if you want to support us, we are a listener-supported podcast and we you know, we are grateful for every bit of listener support we get in these difficult times. You can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash sustainababble. And if you like the podcast and you don't want to bung us any money, that's fine. I mean, you know, up to you, I guess. But you, it's not that, it's not fine. that fine. But you can make it up to us by giving us a lovely warm review on your podcast medium of choice. And do tell people about it because there are a lot of podcasts around and not all of them are good. <laughs> uh, any particular ones in mind? Then? All the other podcasts are not good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly good. Right, well, that's just about it. We're done. Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, next week, I might even prep an episode. I just, I just want to reiterate, it's not that I was lazy. I was explicitly told, don't prep this episode, so I didn't. You did very well. Um, you should, uh, well done. Well done for on your, your lack of preparation, I should say. You, you have a you future in making shit up as you go along. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. Bye! Bye. can't say that you actually can't say that <laughs> that's not going in this episode i do not consent to you saying that in this episode or any episode or indeed life <laughs>